From the Financial Times in London, I'm James King and this is FT News. The new Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, has made a lot of anti-US noises since his election in May. He has hurled insults at President Barack Obama and warned Washington he may loosen a 60-year-old security relationship, instead looking to Beijing and Moscow for military support. As if to drive home the point, this week Mr Duterte heads to Beijing for his first significant foreign trip at a time when tensions are running high among the US and its allies over China's military ambitions in Southeast Asia. With me to discuss this is Tony Tassel, a former Manila correspondent for the FT, who's now the FT's live desk editor. Tony, are we looking at a shift in the Philippines' foreign policy? And what does Duterte hope to achieve, do you think? Well, I think he's really stirred things up. He's been a complete wild card, I think. The Philippines has been perhaps it's one of the most loyal allies of the US from the Marcos era, and even continuing afterwards, and certainly culturally, it's very close to the US. This is a country that still managed to support a a chain of roast chicken stores called Kenny Rogers. Um, Culturally, it's very close. But with Rodrigo Duterte coming to power, he's questioned that relationship and sought to distance himself from the US and to seek some concessions from China in particular. This is partly a rebalancing of and a reconfiguring of that relationship. His predecessor, Aquino, had taken a very hard-line stance against China's ambitions in the South China Sea and filed a court case, international court case, seeking to stress the Philippine claims and other Southeast Asian nations. And that court case was upheld by the tribunal in the Philippines' favor, largely. Dutatis come in and reassessed things And there may be some things driving that, particularly on the commercial side. Under Aquino, China's investment in the Philippines really waned. I think that in 2015, the Philippines ranked ninth out of the 10 regional economies as recipients of Chinese investments. China's imports from the Philippines was only 19 billion compared to, say, 53 billion from Malaysia or even 27 billion from Singapore. So it's lagged that way. And amid all the crackdown that Tutate's hit the headlines for around the world, what's been lost in that a bit is that a lot of his close colleagues and associates come from a a liberal left background where there has been a tradition, particularly on the left, railing against the US, particularly against the army camps, but also protesting about the historic occupation. So the Philippines has been a loyal ally of the U.S., but from a U.S. perspective, if the Philippines now tilts more towards China, how big a blow is that for U.S. interests in in the region? I think it's going to be very difficult for the U.S. to handle this because China's increasingly assertive about the South China Sea, building settlements on manufactured islands in the Middle Sea to establish its claims. And with the Philippines, which was leading the charge, if you like, against those claims that weaken the U.S. position particularly and just make it quite tricky. How real the shift will be still remains to be seen. It's still unclear whether China is going to offer much to Duterte when he heads to China and Japan this week for talks. 
and what sort of concessions they'll actually give the Philippines. China has a strong hand and it may not necessarily need to give very much. And on the U.S. side, I doubt whether there's many more concessions they can get. So it may be a case that Duterte raises the rhetoric but not actually achieve very much. You mentioned about the way in which a tilt towards Beijing could have potentially the impact of increasing China's commercial relationship with the Philippines. But from Duterte's own perspective domestically, is this also playing a kind of nationalism card against the old colonial master, the US? And is he sort of thinking that this might shore up his position at home? I think that's partly what he's doing, but I think it's probably more instinctive than that. I don't think he needs to play the populist card. He's incredibly popular at the moment. His war on drug and drug takers, which is pretty horrific with more than 3,000 deaths already from this campaign, is attracted international condemnation. But at home, it's incredibly popular. Eight out of 10 Filipinos agree with the policies and his opinion surveys are at record levels for Philippine presidents. Mm. So I, I think it's more, as with most things with Duterte, a bit more of an instinctive rebellion against the US and trying to establish his own way. He's a maverick. You mentioned the security situation in the South China Sea, and of course we're all aware that China suffered a setback after the International Court of Arbitration in The Hague ruled that Beijing's claims on the South China Sea had no legal basis. But could Mr. Duterte's shift have any kind of a bearing on that legal situation or indeed on the security situation in the South China Sea? Well, I think his predecessor, Aquino, pushed this court case very hard and stood a very strong line, even if he doesn't back down. Quietly, China would just keep continuing to press their case and build out the settlements. And unless there is a fairly concerted effort by the Philippines or its neighbours, there'd seem very little reason to stop that. I think it's certainly going to be presenting a quandary for the new US president, whether it be President Clinton or Trump, and from a country that was most unexpected given the closeness of their history together. Thank you very much, Tony. So we'll wait to see from the results of Mr Duterte's visit whether or not this leads to any lasting change in Philippine-Chinese relations and the situation in the South China Sea. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.